Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, December 18th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? Seven days until Christmas. It's happening, folks. One week from today, Christmas Day, and it's going to be wild. We got cold weather here in Chicago. It finally didn't snow today, but it had been precipitating slash, well, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was rain and then turned into snow after that. But, you know, it's done now. We got some sun today. Not that I really went outside. I went outside for approximately 10 steps today to walk from the front door of our sort of section across the way to the other section to get to the gym. And that was the extent of my fresh air. And I hadn't really thought about that until now. And it's just like, oh well, sometimes that's how it goes on a lazy Sunday. But shout out to my beautiful GF, loving, caring, all the good stuff. Rachel for making a delicious creamy soup, chicken and yoki with some kale and some celery and carrots and uh, cream. I don't know what else was in there, but it was pretty good. We had some bread with it. The perfect Sunday lunch. Got the big game on. You got your fantasy football teams crashing and burning. All your players getting injured. Sometimes you just got to say, you throw your hands in the air and say, now I know how Job felt. This is the Beantown Podcast. We are one of the top 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this show. Sometimes we'll use some language. uh, And two, the podcast is objectively terrible. So that's what's going on. We also, I mean, the next two weeks are nuts. We got... We got Christmas. Well, okay, so we got Festivus on Friday. I'm gonna have to go see Avatar Two: Way of Water this week. I got the whole week off of work, more or less, and so I'll probably go see a matinee because I don't know what else I'm gonna be doing. And that could be our Christmas show, our, our Way of Water review. I think the fans would really want to see that. So pencil, pencil that in. But we'll probably record pretty soon, only a couple days' time, because I don't want to be doing, you know, dragging my podcast stuff out to suburbs and such. So look out for that in a couple days. In case you're wondering, not much if you were going to ask, Quinn, how much preparation did you do for this show? It was one of those things where I knew it was going to be a Sunday show because... Thursday we were doing something, I don't remember what, and then, what did we do on Thursday? I don't know, but something happened, and then uh, Friday went to the suburbs, Friday night was the hottest party of the year, the St. Albert the Great School Christmas show, every uh, every class had their own little performance, K-8. through interspersed with the uh, more kind of 
heterogeneous school choir of all ages. There was a boat. There were multiple cousins singing in it. There were school solo or uh, choir solos. That thing. It, it had everything. Um, yeah, it was. It was a wild place to be. Shout out to Rachel's two cousins, Jake and Alex, for kick-ass performance. Then we went to Chuck's afterwards, had dinner in the Voodoo Lounge. What more could you ask for on a Friday night? Shout out to Rachel's aunt and uncle for paying for our meal. We even split the tostada salad. That was delicious. Can you get chips on your salad? Chuck's won. There's a place in uh, Michigan we went to. I'm trying to remember what place that was. The Butler, probably. Three weekends ago, two weeks ago, where Rachel had chips on her salad. Maybe it's becoming a new trend. It's a thing. It's a thing, I'm telling you. Uh, and then Friday, yesterday, or Saturday, rather, we came home and had to watch that Vikings game. Look, I know we did a, you know, when the Vikings played the Bills, I know we did a whole episode recapping that because that game you thought that was the craziest thing you could ever see well vikings literally said hold my beer again yesterday and uh 30 in case you missed it i'm not going to linger on it but 33 to 0 was the colts lead in the second half which was downright shocking because the colts are a dumpster fire this year they fired their head coach after like week seven they're getting coached by Jeff Saturday, a you know, legendary center for the Colts, but a guy who literally has no coaching experience at the pro level. Um, he's only been retired for probably like. And uh, then, also on the first touch of the game for their amazing running back Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he hurt his ankle and he missed the rest of the game when it was still zero to zero. He went out. Excuse me. So, while I'm watching football, the Titans just had an amazing interception. It was one of those things where the guy's going out of bounds with his feet in the air, the defender. So, he tips it back into the field of play, and then one of his buddies catches it. There was a, there was a, I've seen a play like that. I think it was an Oklahoma State player or something like that. Yeah, look, he jumps, his feet are going out of bounds, he's got no chance. He catches it in midair, throws it back to his friend who drags his two feet. That's amazing. Shout out to the Titans defense. That was badass. But yeah, the Vikings were down 33 to 0, and then they came all the way back and won. This this weekend has been in, in overtime. This weekend has just been a just insane sports kind of weekend. There was a ton of good college basketball yesterday. Uh but not part of that lineup was the DePaul Blue Demons. Yesterday was the annual DePaul versus Northwestern game, and I got to tell you here, let me get on my 60-second soapbox for a second. Northwestern's really pissing me off, and here's why. So I'm an alum of both DePaul, both Northwestern. Most of my Twitter just kind of feed, people I follow, that stuff is like DePaul basketball people because I just, I don't know, I just identify more, more with DePaul than with Northwestern, which I think is understandable. It's my undergraduate alma mater versus a place I worked at and attended school for technically technically attended classes for 12 months but I literally started in September and I moved to 
Baltimore in June, I think it was. So like nine months, essentially. We worked there for nine months. And Northwestern kicked DePaul's ass, which is embarrassing because uh, Northwestern is pretty bad too. But what really chapped my behind was Northwestern unveiled like three days ago on Friday, I think, this whole like you know city connect uniforms is what they call them in baseball or whatever, but you know it's a it's a specialty thing which can be kind of neat, right? Well, it really pissed me off because they're doing this whole Chicago kind of theme, and it's weird because I feel like a lot of people and the, the uniforms themselves look kind of cool. They're like white. They got a lot of like the blue, the four stars thing kind of going on, which is neat. But what really pisses me off is Northwestern's trying to have their cake and eat it too because when you know you're talking national media and it's like, oh yeah, Northwestern in Chicago, well, everyone's like, no, it's in Evanston. You got that Evanston pride, right? But then all of a sudden everyone starts forgetting about Northwestern and it's like, oh, how could you forget about us? We're in Chicago. So we're going to have these cool Chicago-themed uniforms with you know, four stars, city flag on it, all that good stuff. And it's just, uh, oh, bro, you got to get out of bounds. Watching this Bengals. Bengals are getting their ass kicked, 17-0, to zero, holy moly. Although, we certainly know anything's possible. They're playing the Bucks, And so Northwestern is like, oh, yeah, here's our cool Chicago uniforms. We're Chicago's Big Ten team. Whereas DePaul is like, we're not trying to come out here and throw Chicago in your face because we actually live here. So just cool your jets, okay? We don't need specialty uniforms telling the world that we are in Chicago, even though we're not, because we actually live in Chicago. So that sort of feisty attitude that I was bringing in my Twitter timeline, that didn't really uh, translate to any on-the-field success for our Blue Demons yesterday. McPherson just got a field goal. That was a 41-yarder. That thing must have been good from 60. Holy smokes, that thing was high in the air. 17-3 bucks at Bengals. Bucks hosting the Bengals at halftime. I'm not. This isn't going to be a sports podcast because this week's been exhausting from a sports perspective. Um, but I'm just telling you what I'm looking at on the screen, okay? Can't miss a single moment. Um, but I wanted, and then the only other thing that was crazy this morning, the World Cup final, Argentina versus France, where there's no you know statue of limitation spoilers or anything. This This game literally ended five hours ago, so we're just going to talk about it briefly. But if you missed it, you definitely want to go find you know, uh, highlights, real, if you will. Something that condenses it down to like 10, 15 minutes is good. <laughs> they're, showing, they're showing this on, on red zone. Oh, it's Lions game-winning drive. But they're showing all the like, touches that happened on that drive. And at first, I thought they were just showing like general game stats. So they're like DeAndre Swift had an eight-yard rush, as if that was like his the highlight of the day, which isn't that far off, frankly. He's a he's a fucking disaster, my dude, as uh, they say in the rehearsal, Nathan Fielder. But um, yeah, that World Cup game was crazy. Argentina went up 
two nothing after like thirty, thirty five minutes or something. They really were spanking France. And then France was just like dormant until they got a penalty in like the seventy fifth minute or something like that. Maybe maybe like seventieth minute, I don't know. Of course Mbappe takes it, nails it. And then just like I think it was like ten minutes, five minutes later, I think there was about ten minutes left when it happened. Mbappe scored again. So it was two to two. And at that point the gloves were off. It was it was nuts. You know, the majority of the game, and I'm sure this isn't terribly uncommon with soccer games, I'm not a I don't know that much about it. Um but you know, it's kind of conservative for the first two thirds and then the last third of regular time was just like holy smokes, you know, heavyweight title fight bout b o u t bout it's a great word to use um it was just back and forth back and forth like france would have a crazy good opportunity then argentina would do it ended up going to extra time if you don't know extra time in most soccer games is two 15 minute periods with like a two minute half in between they switch sides it's not it's not sudden death. It's not golden goal. So they're playing the whole 30 minutes no matter what. So the first 15 minutes, no scores. And then like five minutes into the second half, so there's 10 minutes left in the game, Argentina scores. And, of course, everyone's going nuts. And it's like, that's it. That's the coordination. And then like five minutes later, France gets another PK. And Bappe scores again, so he's got a hat trick. And, uh, I mean, these are just the goals, and I can't even remember all the scoring chances, but there were just an insane number of, like, amazing scoring chances that didn't quite pan out one way or another. There could have been at least another two or three goals in this game. And so it goes to PKs, and then, uh, yeah, France missed their second and their third one, and Argentina really nailed it, went all the way. And they won, I think, 4-2 on PKs, so... Yeah, it was uh, it was wild. Congratulations to Argentina, and I had multiple people ask me like, "Oh, who are you rooting for? Who do you want to see win?" And I was really just like, "I just want to see it be a good game." And it was. It was an instant classic. But I, you know, I there it's two powerhouses, two teams that have won before. France just won in eighteen. Argentina was in the final in fourteen. So you know, this is like. Yankees and Dodgers, and you'd be like, hey, Quinn, who you really want to see win? And I'm like, I kind of want to remember that scene in Dark Knight Rises when Bane blows up Heinz Field and Heinz Ward is the only one left. I can't, no one ever talks about this. They kill off Roethlisberger in the Dark Knight Rises, which is kind of fitting for rapists. But yeah, it happened. Um, this this is one of our more meandering, directionless shows we've had in a long time. And I think that means we should turn to one of our anchors, our ad reads. Here we go. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon. Just Home Pride Inspection Services. In Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. 
Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. And speaking of home inspections, when you're buying a house, something you're going to want to ask them about, either the seller is agent or someone inspecting the home or whatever, uh, or you can get your own mechanic in there, ask them about the windows. How old are they? How drafty are they? If there's a bay window, how much would it cost to replace one? Had some very interesting conversations the last couple of days with uh, girlfriend's dad of the podcast, Jose Ramos, about... Uh, windows and replacements and how much that costs and stuff parts and labor bay windows and i wouldn't say like oh i was shocked by the numbers that were being thrown around because i i'm not super green anymore with that stuff like i just part of me is getting older part of me is just more of a pessimist like oh yeah it's it's a house it's gonna cost a crazy amount of money because no one's ever like oh i bought a house and turns out like it actually wasn't that expensive to keep it up. It's always the exact opposite. So I'm not going to be one of those noobs, N00BZ, who's like, oh, yeah, I you know, put a down payment on a house, and now I'm just going to be rolling in the dough. So when I heard how much you know was being thrown around on potential window, new windows, essentially, I was like, I wasn't shocked. But granted, it's still a lot. And it's scary, you know, like, I definitely want to own a house before too long, um, just because I'm sick of paying uh, rent and not building capital, and I love a, I love a yard, maybe have a raccoon or something, maybe that one from Pocahontas, he seemed pretty well trained. But then there's things like that where it's like, oh, yeah, if something happens and you just really, like, if your 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 furnace craps out, no pun intended, yeah, here's 8000 or whatever. I had a friend, Pete, who's a bartender in Baltimore at the place where we play trivia, Mother's Federal Hill, who had bought a house. He was working two jobs, one at the car dealership and one at Mother's. Nights and weekends to you know pay for the upkeep on this house. He had to get a new roof. The estimate was eighteen grand, and a roof is one of those things you need. You know, you take my furnace away, I'll put on gloves, I'll light a candle to watch for Messiah. You take my roof away, I'm going to get soggy. And image is everything in this business. Anyways, to to wrap up that thought, the thing I was saying is like I work in education, and. As long as I kind of stick to what I'm doing right now, I'm in good shape But because I'm working two other jobs. But my in, my earning is never going to just go through the roof or something like that, which is, you know, I didn't get into this line of work because I wanted my income to be through the roof. But it just kind of is what it is, you know. So ask your home inspector about Windows furnace, air conditioning, HVAC, all that good stuff. Uh, any other things we should know about? We should get 
We ought to get Steve on here one of these days. He's on our Christmas special two years ago. That was one of my favorite episodes. We did our blind taste test of uh, snack. What would you call those things? Snack treats, snack cakes. It's on YouTube as well, so you can watch it. You can follow along. It's a very fun episode. I don't really remember what our Christmas spectacular was last year. I'm going to have to go back and dig through that. Um, but also just take this brief opportunity um, before we finish our ad reads to this. And I haven't thought about this, nor have I planned what else is new. But next week, whenever that episode airs, um, probably like Wednesday, honestly. Um, ooh, pick six for the uh, Patriots. Got their fantasy defense on my bench. But we're going to have our Christmas episode, Kyle Duggar. Aren't the Duggars that uh, Jim Bob and Michelle? Hmm. This, this guy's black and dreadlocks. I don't think he came from Arkansas. Maybe. I never really saw, you know, 19 and counting or whatever they call it. Isn't the oldest one of those kids like a convicted rapist in prison or something like that? Pretty neat. But I was just going to say we're going to have our Christmas episode, and then things really get crazy. Uh, brother of the podcast, Jack Furness, is getting married in 12 days, uh, which is wild. In fact, that reminds me, i got to go practice some piano right after this. i got some big shoes to fill, big responsibilities uh, to play music for the wedding. i got to go practice. But that's happening on that Friday, the 30th, and who knows when... That episode's going to drop. That whole week's going to be crazy. I I got a game plan. If I was smart, I would like carve out some time tomorrow and just record two episodes. Sounds like a lot of talking. I don't know. We'll see. And then we've got, I think that means that we do, you know, essentially an episode that comes out. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, more or less. And then we do our year five recap. Excuse me, which based off of the amount of preparation I did, should take about three minutes to recap. And then year six starts more or less January 15th. So it's pretty exciting. We can, you know, we can revisit Hawaii. We can revisit our power rankings, uh, our state power rankings. And I think we ranked some other things too. So, uh, there will be some things to recap. If you're curious, hey, Quinn, are you going to go back to like you did in year one where you edited together a four-hour special? The answer is absolutely not. No way in hell. That was on my laptop that was, you know, well, same laptop. But back then, what was that, January of 19, is that right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, January of 19. It, you know what feels weird? And I know COVID-19 didn't crop up in the U.S. until like March of 2020. But it feels very weird to say that like the Beantown podcast had only been around for one year before 2019. I guess sometimes it feels like the show is still new. And then sometimes it feels like I've been doing this forever. Which to a certain extent is true. I mean, we started this when I was 22. Is that right? January 2018. Yeah, it's 22. I'm about to be 28. Although I'll tell you what, I feel older than that. In some ways, I do, because I don't. I just feel like I, you know, 
we were at a Christmas party last night. We, there were some friends who were like out at the bar till four, and we stayed till one, and I was dying, um, just from like fatigue. It was just a long day, um, and that makes me feel old, and not in like a bad way. It's just I. Not only do I not feel like I have the energy to stay out till four, I don't want to. Because there was a soccer, the World Cup final at nine. You know, there's just stuff I wanted to do. Wake up, have my morning coffee, not wake up, be hungover at 11 a.m. Like, it doesn't sound fun. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Let's finish our ad reads here. Supposed to give a shout out to the TV guide. Oh, speaking of TV guides, I think this happened last year too. Getting an email from Spirit and it's like use your spirit, any of your spirit points to, you know, get your free magazine subscription. And they give you all the options, but they don't tell you how many spirit points you have, nor how many like magazine, like how much is how many points is this subscription. So the whole thing is just totally busted. And I know I don't have any spirit points to spend because I didn't fly spirit at all this year. I haven't flown spirit in years since before the pandemic, which is a blessing. But I'm like, you're still sending me this email. Do I actually have spirit points or are you just just yanking my chain? If I do, how many do I have? How do I check? Why doesn't it show me on this redemption site? Just Bush League. So we won't be able, you're, you know, we're not getting a new TV guide subscription anytime soon. One of them was, uh, you know, Cigar Monthly or something. It's got Brian Cox on the cover. I kind of wanted that one. Golf Aficionado, maybe. I don't really remember. Really, I want the TV guide. Not that we get any live channels, but it's just fun to know. All right. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. We already mentioned Job on today's podcast. I'm also thinking of getting, this is a great Christmas gift idea. I know we did our holiday gift guide a couple weeks ago, but if you got any Polish Catholic grandmas out there, a signed first edition copy of the New Testament is a great gift. And I'm just going to leave it there. But when God speaks, he uses a Samson from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, and all the other good ones. If anyone's ever read Leviticus, you just wanted to give us a recap because no way in hell I'm going to be reading it. Go ahead and email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, this beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. And uh, we would read your summary live on air. But just don't forget, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, to wrap it up today, our good friends, Cuts by Q, Bob, and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to banks, fauxhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at yahoo.com or visit. No, that's wrong. Call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or visit or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q-U-T-Z by Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at cuts.
by Q. Rachel shared this with me earlier, and I just got the email about it, too. Got our Airbnb review from the host, who is the same guy. We uh, He's like a property manager or something, so he doesn't. he's not like a local guy. He's just buying up properties and renting them out to tourists like us. But Ethan, and he left us a review from our stay in Sogtuck two weeks ago. And his review said, great. Like Tony the Tiger. And with that, you know, you, you, you're probably sitting out there thinking this was some sort of long-suffering, meandering preamble to what we were actually going to be talking about. And so I apologize, but that's all I got for you. Um, sometimes when you just don't got it, you just put in the work, you know, get paid and try again next week. I don't know what our Christmas or New Year's specials will entail. Hopefully something a little bit more lively than this. But that's what I had for you. Um, Because I just... I don't know. On my last brain cell and I'm on... Technically I'm on vacation. So, guys, that's what I got for you. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you are staying safe. I hope that you're staying sane. And I'll check in on you next time. Bye.